The Painted Arrow Podcast, committed to taking you beyond the pursuit. So it is Tuesday, July 13th. July. It's about, what, 70 degrees outside. <clears throat> Soybeans are about knee high. Corn's mm-hmm. about nipple high. Mm-hmm. And the skeeters are thicker. Worse than I've ever seen it. Like, real bad. Like, damn. They were eating you through your raincoat last night. We were hanging those sets. They sure were. What we're going to do here is we're going to talk about big box for the next hour or so. And we did a, uh, I think we need to give an update. I made a folder in my phone that's just 2021 deer season prep. Good. So, like, I'm just, anything I record or think about or save, like, boom, goes in there. Is there anything you want to share on there right Um, now, like, to start? Or do you want to lay it out, like, a little bit better before we get into the goods? Let's lay it out. A lot has happened. It's going to be hard to do a. It's going to be hard to do like a quick recap, but yeah, can we, on the last podcast, I think you were on the very last one. It was, we were talking about, um, purchase of the farm, purchase of the farm. Okay. And we talked about that buck. Yeah. Which is insane. Like you think about <laughs> like, <laughs> we I, talked I, about, because I know you, but like, think, think about everything you've gone through since that podcast. And then think about what we found out as of yesterday, yesterday, yesterday. So yesterday was a big day, and we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. Yep. I think first step is we recap, like, okay, because I don't remember exactly where we left off with the last podcast, but I think we say, okay, hey, Nate bought a farm. Here were some things that he considered in purchasing the farm. Here were some of the reasons he purchased the farm. Yep. Here's a lot. Here's what Nate's been doing over the last however many months. And then – Well, I want to talk about you, – you have some really big news yourself, so I don't – I yeah, know yeah, it's not yeah. official yet, but right, right, I think right. we should talk about that. Yeah, for sure. But I'm saying, like, some of the drivers as to why you bought that farm or one of the main drivers as to why you bought that farm. But, but like, yesterday. Yeah. Like, it comes full circle. Just kind of crazy. So I, ju- I just inserted uh what is that? A gigabyte SD card. Not the micro, though. No. Regular normal size. Yeah. And, um... I'm going to walk real quick. I'm just going to talk about some of my, like, preparation. Mm-hmm. So if you listen to the very last podcast, mm-hmm. it was all about how I acquired the farm, basically. Um, saw a real big shooter buck walking it on December 23rd. Before you had even purchased it. Like, you were just going out to walk the property. Yeah. Walked this property, looking to buy a house, found it, and... um Bought it and the Looking house. To buy some land. The house was sort of optional, yeah, right? Th- that's that's kind of what I was getting to. Is like it's the last handful of months has been like, it's been a a journey. Mm-hmm. I I completely stepped away from the podcast. Like completely stepped away from like a lot of normal leisure, um, recreational activities. I basically like, all built just the house. Went, went us, yeah. Basically yeah, yeah. built the house from the ground up. Had a lot of issues with water damage, and I built the house. Foundation but like, issues and man, now I feel. I think I was telling you this yesterday. I just feel, I feel so like blessed. I I feel like uh, overwhelmingly and unbelievably blessed. Yeah. Like, I feel like a king. I yeah. I, I I think I told you that yeah. multiple times. Like, I just feel like a king. I'm out. I own a piece of ground. 
it's not a ginormous piece of ground by any means, but, but it's it not small. a small either. And it's like, but it's mine and it's special because it's, it's mine. That's why yeah. it's special. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's been freaking out about this buck basically. Yeah. So, Haven't seen so, it since last whatever. And mm-hmm. I had a bunch of trail cams out. I think four. We looked for sheds. Yep. We weren't able to find the sheds. I mean, I don't know how much you looked without me that there, there, that oh, day. I, cover, we, I covered ground. Okay. Yeah. Cause we, we spent a good, Multiple days. You know, multiple days. No yeah. sheds at all on the yeah. whole 70 acres, just shy of 70 mm-hmm. acres. Didn't find any sheds, mm-hmm. but I've been completely like, I mean, the whole time I'm building and like doing this, taking a break from fishing and like social You events. rebuilt an entire house. Yeah. Like it was down to studs, floor joists, the foundation had to be repaired. Like, I don't think you can overstate that. Like, yeah. it was as close to a knockdown, in my opinion, as it could have been. Like- Many people would have knocked that house down. There was so many times, like I, I wish we could, we need to do a separate like yeah, yeah, podcast it's a, about a whole like, different deal about like some of the unbelievable experiences and like things and stories that happen with this rebuild. But the whole time, this deer and deer hunting have been like completely on my brain. Like always, like, every time I walk out to the barn to grab a, a hammer or like, hey, I need to get some more plywood or lumber or whatever. I'm like. Cause the, the barn is kind of where I, like I stored all my building supplies. So I'm making continual trips, but I'm always glassing. I got my binoculars like everywhere, two or three of them just kind of laying around, always glassing, always being very observant of the pheasants, of the raccoons, of the deer, turkey, turkey. Yeah, shot yeah. an awesome turkey on the property. Never did a podcast about it. That's a whole nother yeah. book of worms, but like very much throughout the entire process, like as much time as I can give it, giving it. Mm-hmm. is what I'm doing. So, But the priority, obviously, was to put a roof over your head and have somewhere for you guys to oh, yeah. live. I'm like, getting I mean, married. That, that had to be the priority, I'm getting right? married. That, that was, that was yeah. the priority. That was the priority. But I, like, stepped away from it. And rightfully so. <laughs> so put about four or five trail cameras out, right? Mm-hmm. Getting, like, April and May. Yeah, when did you start putting those out? Early, early April. Okay. And it was kind of a... You know, so at that point, like you, you might be getting some pedicles coming out, but like you're not, exactly, yeah. like it's just to like kind of start taking inventory of like, and the foliage, the foliage isn't out yet. In general, it's just it would be to take inventory to try to figure out how many deer and what deer started, you know, made it through the winter. But at that point, it's gonna be very difficult to identify the deer because they have nubs. And two is you don't have history with the farm, right? You you know of one deer, and that's the one you care about. And the other thing, too, I think it's super worth mentioning is lots of the foliage was not, I mean, just bare trees in mm-hmm. April, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the green, the green up had not happened yet. And on sure. this property, with it being over two-thirds CRP, the tree lines and, like, the foliage, mm-hmm. like, the structure that's there when it's bare and the grass isn't tall, they're using that yeah. to go anywhere yeah. if they're using my property to, you know, travel. So. I, I've I've seen increased. I mean, we have we're about to go through this trail camera and talk through it. Yeah, this SD card here, but like I've seen increased numbers and pictures of just wildlife in general as the green ups happened. The quality of pictures I'm getting now, it's even better because the, the grass is so tall. Now the whole place is covered and there's like there's deer everywhere. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like they're the the number of pictures you've gotten has increased since the green up has happened and everything grew up and they've had all this cover to start traveling yeah. through there again. Like they're not being as choosy and careful about the spots that they're traveling through because the CRP in certain spots is 12 feet tall. It, like 
legitly so, 12 so feet tall. you find some good intersection points and you you're just getting a lot of wildlife and i don't like crp i don't know what the blend is specifically but like not all crp is 12 foot tall but something right right right. the blend it's it's a mixture of different grasses and, and for lack of a better way of putting it you you the crp program says i'm not going to use this property for the purpose of planting cr- you know crops that i'm going to harvest right and I'm just going to kind of, you know, they, they plant some stuff, but for they basically let it do its thing. They let it grow. So there's a lot of native grasses and stuff that are growing out there that are giving the wildlife a habitat. Right. And maybe even food sources in, in certain cases. <coughs> so we're attempting to pull the uh, SD card. So, so, so you've been redoing this house. You're at the point now where it's, it's basically done, right? Yep. Waiting for countertops to come yep. in. Yep. So the house is basically done. All while doing that house, like you said, you put a lot of your recreating on hold, but you put cameras out. You were doing your glassing. You're trying to observe patterns and and you know keep an eye on what's going on. But your focus has been on the house. Now you're just, you know, we're in mid July. You're just able to start focusing on 2021 deer season prep. Correct. And that's an exciting time. And it's, I would say, I've given it significant time in the past two weeks right and here the, the cool thing that all of these listeners have the privilege of is you're not telling a story that you even know how it goes yet you're documenting the story as you figure out how it goes you have no history with this farm you you saw one deer and you bought this farm and now you're like you're documenting what you're learning about this as you learn it which Correct. is so cool for, for listeners like it's like hey this is how, this is how it's happening in real time why is this not showing up, Dev? I don't know, man. Let's try a different USB port here. You got another one over there? Sure do. Try that. I'm using this all day. As you can probably tell by the build up here, there's some interesting photos we're about to walk through. So here. you've done what? Two, maybe three card pulls this spring since you put stuff out in April. Yeah. You did one early May after per- putting stuff out in April. I did. You did one early mid June. And now here we are, mid-July, and you just did your third card pull. And I was there with you yesterday when you did it. Correct. And that third card pull Since this isn't was working, very interesting. I have, like, saved on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the Bach pictures? Yeah. Do you think that's, that's all yeah, we need? that's probably, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of doe traffic that's important to note. That's kind of what I wanted to talk through, but... <laughs> so you, you saw some of the, like, late April, May photos. What are some of the things you saw on there that you, you mentioned yesterday? You were like... You kept saying it. Late uh, pheasants. Sorry. Yeah. You, you're lousy we're getting, with pheasants. We were getting there. trail cam pictures of like. Just pheasants. Like, like rutting like, hard. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain to you, I guess, real quick. I probably have seven trail cams out now. I have a, a tree line right behind my house in my barn. Mm-hmm. Maybe goes half, halfway to the halfway point of, of the entire stretch behind the house. So, like, yeah. it goes a half mile back. So, this is a quarter mile tree line Mm -hmm. straight down it's a couple trees they're all like they're mix of cottonwood there's some dogwood Mm kind of like worthless trees if you're like (laughs) planting them but they're good for wildlife you know what i mean box elder a ton of box elder box elder are very weak soft wood Mm -hmm. and i got a trail cam right on this serious serious crossing point of all wildlife that's one of the most interesting points to me, and I think we need to come back to that. After 
we'll get to this, but like after being there yesterday when you did this card pull and talking through your logic of why you put that camera there, like it changed my thought process on my own property on where like do I have a somewhat equivalent phenomenon that's occurring on my property to where I need to put a camera there. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I necessarily have an exact situation of that, but the thought process and the things that you looked for and why you put that camera there and just the amount of organic traffic of all different types of wildlife that are coming through that point is incredibly interesting to me. Well, you walked it with me. I mean, I think it's super important too. Like if you're um, looking at a new piece of public or whatever, you're doing scouting, like Mm -hmm. after the rut, like in December or early, early spring when you can still see all the sign. I mean, like hands down, like right now I've been doing a ton of scouting on public. You can't see scrapes. I told you the other day, I I haven't seen anything. I can't even tell like the grass is so tall and everything's so green. Like you can't even, you You can't can't tell. But we were fortunate enough. We walked it in late December Mm -hmm. and obviously there on after I've been. We deemed certain areas, you know, I, I guess hot spots for, for, um, buck sign in December, like right after season. Right. So I think that was that, you know, you bring up a good point, like in the evolution and the journey that you're on right now to kill a big deer this year, that's one of the most invaluable things is that we had the opportunity to walk it late December last year before you even bought it. Correct. And because again, you have no history with the property, but being able to see post rut sign everywhere and in certain spots is is it has to be so i mean it has i know it has been so influential on how you're setting up certain sets yep. where you're putting cameras how you think the property's working i mean that's crazy the other thing dev i have like there's a lot of ground out there mm-hmm. and it's overwhelming sometimes like mm-hmm. we were saying yesterday if this was all timbered it'd be super stressful to like pick oh, a stand location you couldn't yeah it'd be it'd be stressful i've i've like after walking it multiple times, I definitely didn't have this figured out the first couple of times, but you kind of hone down and like, this is a, this is a, this is an intersection. Yeah. This here is an intersection. This here is an intersection. And that's where I'm putting my trail cameras. I'm not putting them on the edges of bedding necessarily. Or the edge of food. Or the edge of food at all. Um, some of them happen to be in those locations, but like yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm truly, my strategy is right on intersections. Travel corridors. Yeah. You're, you're, Social scrapes. Yep. I put mock scrapes down and i'll hang a vine yeah at, at intersections like at where intersections. you already are seeing deer traffic you're going to create a social scrape yes and a licking vine, a licking branch yep. or a licking vine exactly because you the ground is telling you that something or some you know whatever is coming through there frequently because and it's great for photos right because that that vine hanging down licking branch however you set it keeps up keeps their attention for a little longer and it like grabs them for two seconds mm-hmm. you get a couple of photos versus one i mean and, and you'll get to this but how many deer in there that previously you might like if you didn't have that there they might have walked by and you would have got one maybe two pictures exactly instead you got 27 (laughs) and this guy was in there for nine minutes just showing off right like that's the difference so there's a couple of places um there's a couple of places i think we should just name them like right now between us yeah i I named one yesterday like right behind the house that i was trying to explain like I named it the marsh line, and the reason I did that is because it's on a line. And that was it's right before the marsh. That was card one with the. That's this 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 buck this right here. Yeah. Okay. So that's the marsh line. Yeah, that's what I'm calling it. Just Fair because enough. it's no, like yeah, dude, basic, and we can we can talk about it. So this is the only buck. <laughs> this this is literally I don't know what do you say 75, 80 yards, no more than that. It's probably 100 yards behind the barn. 100 yards behind the barn, down a 
you know, elevation going down. Yeah, so the, right so the barn is kind of on a hill, and it falls off. So it's 100 yards, but I, I would say down there where this is, they feel safer than just being a linear 100 yards from a barn because they're down the hill from it, right? Like, yeah. they can't see it. And, dude, I think it's worth saying right now, too, like, like what you and I are into and what we're about to talk about, mm-hmm. it might not be for everybody. Like, right. we're, like, into big white-tailed deer. Trying we, to kill big deer. We like to talk about how big the antlers are. I shoot doe every year. I'm not saying like no, that's yeah, all yeah. it has like, to be, but, but what we're about to discuss yeah. right here, we're talking about hunting big mature whitetails, yep. which is like. hard to do in Michigan. It's really a challenge, hard to do. and it's it's what makes it fun for us. Yep. That's that's what we're into. So if you don't like it, sorry, this is what we're gonna yeah, talk like, about. But we're yep. gonna nerd out a little bit on some antlers and some big bucks. So mm-hmm. anyway, so this buck here, first photo we got, I think we were both kind of like. So this was the first card pull of yesterday that yep. had that had a buck on it, marsh line coming through, and we're like, whoa. I mean, this, this is, is a six, buck this that is we 624. Got. Anybody that knows, you know, a decent amount about the evolution of a deer's antlers, 624 being June 24th is still relatively early. There's still a lot of growth left. So this specific deer was the first one that we'd seen on your camera where we were like, wow, that, you know, he looks like that already. He's going to be a shooter. Yep. Right. Like it's, it, it's just kind of that time where you can start to really for sure tell what they're going to be. Yep. Yeah, he's definitely got a little little junk going on there, mm-hmm. a little bit at the base of the pedicles. But yeah. um, deer will grow their antlers to like late August. Yeah, that's the growing that's the growing season basically. And then they their velvet, um, you know, is kind of scraped off, and then they get hard bone antlers. But yep, this this buck here is like an eight point. It looks like it's got some really good mass. He's gonna like de- he's gonna yeah a little bit of palmation maybe on the on the very widest point of his beams. It was really exciting to see because it was in broad daylight and he stood in front of the camera for like a good five photos, mm-hmm. different angles, really up close. The, the, where this, where this camera is, it's like, it's on a branch that's high and it's almost angled down right, right in the middle of the scrape. And anything that comes through there, you're getting like a full body shot. You're not getting like a, you know... Like something way off where you're just yeah. like, what no, is it's that? it's an intimate photo. Like you're right up close and personal. You can see what size shirt they're wearing. Exactly. Like it's, it's on top of them. So this buck was in there. It was pretty exciting. Like, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think this is going to finish at? This is on 624. It's 635. It's hard morning. to tell. It's hard to tell. But that, I mean, in my opinion, I think versus talking score, like you, you, we know at this point, that's not a two and a half year old deer. And I think. And correct me if I'm wrong, but we're both in the business of trying to ch- chase deer that are three and a half years and, old, and older. You, how old do you think he is? I think he's three and a half at least. Really? At least. I can't tell exactly, but, I mean, you can tell pretty well when a deer is a two and a half, just, you know, decent eight point, well, decent Well, this is rack. 624, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think that deer is at least three and a half years old. And in Michigan, at least for the purpose of what I'm hunting, I'm trying to consistently target a buck that's three and a half or older. Some guys want to shoot deer that are four and five years and older, and, and you may, but, like, to do that consistently around here, people are shooting spikes. I mean, it's hard. I, do you feel funny, like, always having to, like, justify, like, we live in Michigan? I, I guess the reason I don't feel weird justifying it is because you have guys like Mark Kenyon and other big names that are like, hey, listen, it's already hard to kill mature deer, yeah. and they're trying to do it in Michigan, and they're talking about how difficult it is, right? Yeah, down at Shoepex, Brian, the the owner yeah, of Shoepex yeah, yeah. Sporting Goods. Yep. He he said something to me. I think you were with me. We were down there checking out some bows, and mm-hmm. he uh, he said something along the lines of, and don't don't quote me on this, but he said something along the lines of he's done a lot of hunting in Iowa, mm-hmm. he's done a lot of hunting in different states, Kansas, yada yada, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. 
but he says if you leave this state because i was talking about right before i bought this house i was like i'm yeah. moving to montana or idaho or something like that yeah i was serious about it yeah, like, yeah. i wasn't joking no you were going or you were, or and you were gonna he said something this. along the lines he might not even remember but he said something along the lines of like if you leave the state of michigan you're gonna come back because the deer here are like some of the hardest to kill like they're spooky they get mm-hmm. spookier they're more they're more difficult to kill a mm-hmm. mature buck in this state is tough to kill mm-hmm I'm not bragging on Michigan for being like, but no, no, it's no. just it's just a fact of the matter. The hunting pressure, yep. hunters per square mile, like the actual land that we have to deal with, like it's to me that's a common misconception is like there's no big deer in Michigan. I disagree. Oh, I there's I, some big deer in Michigan. Deer in They're in just Michigan. harder to kill. You don't see as many big deer as you go and see in Iowa smart, or somewhere, dude. right? Deer, are so. Smart. There's some big deer here. You just, they're like, I think, like Brian was saying, they're harder to kill. They're harder to get on. They're harder to pattern. I thought that was so interesting, though. Like, he's, if you go into Shoeback Sporting Goods and you see his, like, his, his work. His resume. <laughs> yeah. His work, like, incredible. Yeah. Right. It's just absolutely incredible. Yeah. And he was one of the pioneers in that time where, like, bow hunting was still kind of new and fresh, yeah. but, like, yeah. still, like, if he he's came back saying, here. like, this is the place to hunt whitetails because they're hard to kill and it's, like, way more enjoyable. It's, it's almost what I got from yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm summing it up, but, like, yep. I thought that was cool. Yeah, anyway, sure. get off on that tangent. But So this was a, the first deer that you had, first respectable, like, this, correct me if I'm wrong, but on your farm, this would be this would have been the first deer where you'd been like, that's a, that's a buck that I would target. Well, not necessarily, but... The photos that I got earlier in April and May, it was hard to tell if that was, what it was gonna, gonna be. be. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So I, I saw a few. I'm like, ooh, that I, that's gonna be a hammer. I'm interested. Yeah, but I didn't. I had no idea. We're talking about. But this one little, has G2s, G3s, like brow tines already. Like this, you can start to tell what it's gonna be. Yeah. And you could go, okay, hey, this one's on the target list. Yeah. This is the first one that we saw where we were like, add him to the target list. Correct. Like he's gonna be a he's gonna be a shooter. Really like that angle. Yeah. Uh, awesome. You were saying it last night. Like there's something about the the tines in this area on these bucks that like genetically they have tall brown tines, <laughs> you, dude. you think so huh yeah and because yeah. because and we'll get to it but we have i keep saying we you've got three no, I like that. different bucks on camera that yeah. all share a similar trait where they have really long brow tines so if, you, if you're into the antler thing like the brow tines we got the g1 g2 and then the main beam this is a mainframe eight as of now like the the main main beam coming out is just kind of starting. It's maybe got an inch, mm-hmm. and this deer is going to grow quite a bit more. Looks like it's got pretty tall G twos right now. Mm-hmm. It's going to be cool. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, a um, bunch of different angles on this though. He so, stood there for a good. So minute. where he's at in the marsh line and the in the direction he's entering the camera from is where you can start to say, okay, where's he coming from? What time's he coming from there? Like this is this is big news. So this right here, what do you think that is? We're looking at the pedicles right now. And I think like that's going to be a black spot. Yeah, I think that's going to be like a, some junk, trash, kicker type You don't think that's thing. a bug or a no. tick or something? No. I was at the taxidermist the other day. I told you I, I took a picture of a buck that was shot in your neck of the woods, mm-hmm. and I, the taxidermist was telling me that like at the very ends of the tips of his antlers, mm-hmm. like they almost like – it looked like if you were like to break your knuckle or something and your thumb would like grow kind of funny – it looked yeah. like that on the tips of his antlers, yeah. and he was saying that a bee stung them. That's crazy. And I was I wondering, don't... like when I saw that, I was like, maybe. What if that's a bug and it's just doing something funny? Could be. I don't know. Don't anyway. know. You should kill him, and we'll find out. So we're gonna switch. That was the only like, you know, R- nice bug on that camera. Yep. On that specific location. Now this other camera. I, I had a couple in the back of my property, um, which are back towards the woodlot. One area. we didn't even check. 
totally forgot about it. It's in a really good spot. Really? Yeah, freshly hung, probably four weeks ago. Yeah. Should have pulled that one. Yeah. But there's two in the very back of the property, and it kind of dies down even more. I love this property because it's very rolling, and yeah. there's lots of elevation change, even in farm country, which is really cool, unique. Mm-hmm. There's swamps. There's uh, there's marsh. There's but in the in the very back, you you get a half mile back, and it just drops right down into this bog, and it's deep and it's swampy and it's thick and it's awesome for deer anyway. Mm-hmm. And there's two cameras back there. We checked them both. Very minimal, very minimal pictures, lots of does on the one, the other, like literally a handful of photos over a scrape. Yeah. Like over a good scrape from last year yeah. on the edge of a with, corner. With food on both sides. With with food. Corn. But, but that's tricky, right? Because the corn's not producing necessarily food that they can eat yet. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked a lot about how during this time of the year, they seem to be more incentivized by going to the beans. And where those two cameras are... There's not exactly beans close, right? That's going to be an amazing. So once corn starts making food, you might get, those cameras might become hot. But right now it doesn't, I guess it didn't surprise me that those weren't hot cameras. So in the back of the property, just for namesake, long time ago, I I jumped up a coon and it went right up in a tree, right Mm -hmm. on this hill, right before this this swamp. Mm -hmm. So ever since I just called it Coon Hill. Coon Hill. Just for the sake of talking about it on the podcast. Okay. Moving on though, this is this is the epic one. Okay, we're just get, this is this is the this is the epic pull. By far, the area on the property where the most buckeye is, cedar trees the size of your thigh. Yeah, big, big, big cedar trees. Just last tore December up. we saw them and they were just messed up. And this this is this is the area that when I jumped this buck, if you listened to the last podcast, this is where this buck ran to. Last December. Yeah, when you jumped him. How do you feel about naming bucks, Devin? Because you hear this talked about commonly now. Yeah. Um, you ask that as an, at an interesting time because I would say within the last three years, really the last two years, seriously, I've started trying to put out cameras and like take inventory of what deer I have and so forth. I've never named a deer and hunted a specific deer. And that's sort of like, that's sort of a goal of mine is to try to start to inventory some deer, pattern some deer and try to hunt specific deer. And I guess like, you know, people come with some crazy names for deer, but how do you recognize them or refer to them to your buddies if you don't give them a name, right? That's kind of how I feel like, I feel like I can't remember. I don't, I don't know the word. There's a word for, uh, making animals like human. What's that? What's oh, that? oh, oh, like personifying them type. Th- There's um, a specific word for it. You know what I mean? I do. I can't think of it for the, for the life of me, but I don't think that that's what we're doing here. No. I think that we're, for the sake of talking a lot about. I mean, a lot of really respect, a lot of really respected people in the outdoor industry name their deer. From like the aspect of us talking about them a ton. Yeah. That's the only reason I'm giving them a name. Yeah, because how do you refer to them? Hey, that big buck with the. That really big one with the the big antlers. It'd be so hard to talk about it. You got to give them a name because then people who you're talking to, like for me and you, for instance, like we share trail cam photos back and forth. If you and I are talking about how to kill a specific deer, I can't say, oh, that you remember the one camera, the one picture I sent you, yeah. like late June. It was on that one camera, and it was a big eight point. No, yeah. it, it's it was bolt, it was Dozer. Yeah, I named him Dozer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then and then when I say Dozer, you know what buck I'm talking about. Well, I can't remember or not if we've talked about it on the on the air here, but this this buck, it's funny how uh, like this, this buck, buck this buck that captivated 
took your life by storm and and, and, <laughs> and took sl- nights of sleep from you I'm since being, last December. I'm being honest though. Like in the Bible, like mm-hmm. God used wildlife to talk to people. Yeah, that deer talked to you, no doubt. Just a spot in life that I was in, and like the things that I was like kind of going through, mm-hmm. like personal stuff. But mm-hmm. I mean, in a real like in a real level. That was a sign for me in a to weird way. To plant some roots. Like, it really was. Yeah. No, I, dude, I'm... I don't know. I, people might take that funny, but, like, at hey. the point in time and where I was in life, I needed that. Like, it I meant needed something. something and yeah. I was praying about stuff and, like, going through some things and just kind of Trying to figure out what your path was going to be. And, young yeah. man. Like, that happens to people. Yeah. I don't want to act like that's not a real thing in life. But that was, like, a sign to me. And so I nicknamed this buck the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Like, I just... That's just... It was yeah. so, like... That's the Holy Spirit buck. Mm-hmm. He's talking to you. And my grandfather, like, the guy who got me into hunting, like, he was so superstitious and stuff like that. I don't know. It just, it just, because he, he was a very religious man. And yeah. Anything, he, he was very into signs. Like, he would always tell, like, stories about stuff that was unbelievable. Like, oh, he saw something in the clouds, and mm-hmm. it formed the shape of this. Yeah. And it, like, told him how to do something. Mm-hmm. And he, it, was, it was almost, like, far-fetched stuff. Yeah. And as a kid, I remember thinking, like, that's that's funny. Like, yeah. how can that be? Because yeah. I've never seen anything in the clouds, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's weird because, like, maybe that's what he was talking about. Yep. But now that was so divinely, like, it just happened for a reason. It was a God wink. That's what my family likes to call those things. I love that. I it's love a God that. wink. So, anyways, this is this is, uh, this is is where this buck ran to is this, this trail camera is placed right over. So, that day. You're going out to, to walk this property that you'd seen on, on Zillow, and you checked it out on X, and it wasn't really that interesting, but you were bored. I'm going to go walk this property. Before you even get to the house, I'm doing a quick recap. Yep. Before you even get to the <laughs> house, you call me, and you're like, Devin, I am looking at a deer bedded in the CRP that's part of the property that yeah. this house I'm going to look at, yeah. and I'm not kidding you. This is the biggest deer I've ever seen on the hoof, and you and you know, you know, always joke around with me. I don't see big deer anyway, but like, I could tell yeah. by your voice, and, and you took a video and you were going I went to walk, and bumped him. Yeah. You were going to walk the property anyway. You yep. bump him out of his bed, and this deer ran to a specific location on the property. Yeah, but it's it's fair to worth. I mean, if we're going to do the recap, I mean, yeah. this deer was bedded forty five yards from the house in broad daylight on in December the CRP twenty third or 20th. right around Christmas. So postseason didn't appear to be with the doe, as I remember you saying. No, no he was, does. He was by himself. No, chill, I walked chilling in the CRP. That property. And so we, at that time, we go, okay, hey. That deer's either injured or he feels really safe where he's he's at, right? Mm. And then we kind of went back and forth, and you were like, I watched him run. He, he was not injured. He looked good. So then we said, okay, then he must just feel really safe there. And if that's the case, then you've got a really good chance of seeing this deer this coming year, right? Yeah. Because if, he, if he's made it well, through. Well, just by the sign. I mean, we're talking about, you nicknamed yeah, yeah. it the buck nest. I, yeah, first time I went out there and walked it with you, you're like, this is the direction. And that was the first time you had walked down there with with me right yeah and you're like this is the direction that buck went and we walked down in there and we got down in there and it it took our breath away what oh, yeah. the sign that we saw down in there i've never seen anything like it in my entire life it was just very evident that there was heavy 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 buck traffic down in there and to the point where it's like it every, wasn't it wasn't tree. a it wasn't a rub line right like it wasn't a travel corridor with rubs on it it was his bedroom so like, like he lived in there so CRP, and he wanted to make sure you knew he lived in there. So like a CRP contract, there's like an aerial view of what you get paid out on per acre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like a five acre or less chunk. Of, That's not in that CRP. That is not in CRP, but it is encased in 
CRP. Around, yes. Yeah, so there's a it. circle, literally a circle from an aerial view. There's a circle of timber, box elder trees, just all sorts of, you know, witchcraft coming out of the ground. Just nastiness. Yeah. And it's encased in this tall grass. And right now, no lie, the grass is no lie. No lie. It's 12 foot tall. 12 foot tall. In some areas. Yep. And uh, just completely... I mean, I don't know how to just describe this. Like every tree in like a four acre chunk was just hammered. And it was kind of like not really mature trees, but not immature trees. And they sort of created like this thicket almost of, and like a canopy. And we kind of ducked down in and got in there. And it, you like, like you were saying, there. you got, you got down in there and you look around and just everywhere you look, the, tr- the trunk of these trees are just shredded everywhere. Every, like, everywhere and everywhere. and that's why i say like it wasn't a travel corridor it wasn't a rub line like it was obvious something's living in here like this is his bedroom this but is where there's he's no living. way one deer could make all no, no no that's my point like okay the <laughs> bucks are living here this is prime bedding they feel safe here and that was like the key point for me was it's late season after all of the pressure of hunting has already happened like we're what january 1st the season ends right oh yeah so you know, you were days away from any and all hunting. Actually, you were late firearm doe only, so that buck was safe. Yeah, the, the deer, the deer I knew made it to the he, next he year. He had made it to the next year. And so then that's when back and forth we were like, <laughs> if he's bedded in broad daylight on that property, one, he doesn't feel pressured on that property, and two, he feels really, really safe. And there, you've got a really good chance of seeing that deer next year. Onyx is the number one GPS hunting app on the market. If you don't have Onyx, I would highly consider trying a free trial where you can get access to all 50 states and all of the mapping features and tools. Onyx allows you to send waypoints to your buddies, see public and private boundary lines, and see where you stand in live time. And also has a new weather feature that allows you to track weather and wind so you can stay on top of your game, literally. It's a no-brainer. If you go on your computer, not your mobile device, to onxmaps.com and use the promo code PAINTEDARROW, you will receive 20% off your elite or premium subscription. Know where you stand with Onyx. There's nothing I like doing more than hunting elk in the western states. One of the main challenges of hunting big game species in western states is actually getting a tag. Furthermore, it's actually understanding each state's drawing systems, which can seem like a chore to figure out for beginners. Go Hunt is a company that has figured out how to simplify this obstacle for basic folk like you and me. Go Hunt offers a subscription service called the Insider, which gives you access to the most accurate draw odds, species breakdowns, and strategy articles out there. Before I started using Go Hunt, I would spend hours filing through kill harvest reports and data sheets looking for a good unit to hunt in. And using the Insider has streamlined this process, making it easier and more efficient than ever before. This has allowed me to find a place to go hunt. Hence the name. Visit GoHunt.com to find out more and to start a free trial with the Insider subscription service. Shoepex Sporting Goods in Jackson, Michigan has been in the business of selling outdoor equipment for over 30 years. They have over 1,000 new and used guns and over 500 new bows for you to choose from. This family-owned and operated company goes above and beyond to make sure that you are taken care of when it comes to buying gear. Use the promo code PAINTEDARROW5 at the checkout and receive 5% off your entire purchase. Yes, that does include guns and bows, folks. Go down to Shoepex today.
Did I ever tell you I talked to the property owner? <clears throat> the one, the one that you bought the property from? Yes. No. He, he I mean, well, I mean, I assumed you it wasn't about him. deer hunting. Let's be honest, it wasn't. Yeah. It was about, you know, oh hey, glad you bought my house. Hey, yeah, hey, here's a few questions I have for you because I'm just curious, like who's your your propane provider and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I asked him about hunting, and he 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 brought it up without me asking him. You know, he mm-hmm. brought it up. He said, "Man, no, my my son, he's he's real upset though. He's he he loved that place for hunting." And I'm like, "Tell me more." You know, like I asked him a few mm-hmm. things, not prodding too hard, but like, yeah, like not just acting interested, but not. And uh, he came to a point where he said, "Yeah, I'll show you." You know, every time we walked down that, you know, down on that swamp here, we kicked up something, and it was just crazy. But if you go out there and look, this guy had stands in like three places, and that's like the only places he hunted because his stands were not. They were mobile made. sets. Yeah they, yeah, they were made. They were nailed to the tree. They were like, <laughs> so you you could get an idea where this guy hunted. Yep. And I come to the conclusion that he was nobody the wrong spots. Nobody ever hunted this area ever. This specific area where this buck ran. Five acres, four acres of like heaven, but nobody ever walked down there. It was a sanctuary. He told me there. he's like, yeah, we we never go down there if we don't have to. We don't we don't ever go down there if we didn't have to. We just stayed out of there. I'm like, huh. That's good news. That's interesting, you know. And he told me he was going to send me some pictures of some bucks that his his kid had shot. Mm-hmm. Never sent them. I really wish he would have because I'd have been, I'm super. I'm still to this day very, very interested. Like, what did they shoot and how big was you should it? Email him. Um, I should. He's not the kind of guy that would answer an email. Though, no, you know? it'd be kind of like, hey, cool, you know, look uh, what I've look what I've done to the house, blah 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 blah, and then oh, by the way, send me some deer pictures. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I do. That'd be kind of like a hey, check out what I've done to the place. I feel like if I showed him what I did to the place, <laughs> I'd be like coming off as a chauvinistic prick. You think so? Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean it was not in good shape, dude. <laughs> it was not even a shape. It was just like <laughs> it wasn't a shape. It was not nothing, dude. Oh my gosh, it smelled like cats and had issues, man. Pulled out a few coons out of there. Yeah. All right. So let's get into this. Devin nicknamed this camera spot the Buck Nest. This whole area, this four acres, it's encased in CRP, and there's a creek not even 50 yards from it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's worth noting though that the property line is very close. Yep. There's a corner of it. There's a little. There's a few houses like kind of close-ish, mm-hmm. and then the property line's 100 yards. Other side but of on the other side of that property line is. A, a big other piece of property, right? Correct. Like, it's not like it's a subdivision. Like, that's no, important no, no, to no. note. It's like 120 it's, acres of yeah, yeah. nothing. Yep. It's deer. Deer property out there. Yep. So, oh, my God. I don't even know how, I don't even know how to start this. So, you, you, this is, this you is by far. Card. The, 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 all the trail cams I had pulled until this point yesterday were, like, nubs and tines. Yeah. So, we swing by this guy here. And we're both like, whoa, (laughs) we're in your kitchen. We're sopping wet from hanging some sets. You're cooking some elk burgers. We're just flipping through here and, and boom. And we're like, whoa, good deer. This is a mock, uh, mock scrape. I I put a looking, uh, sorry, put a licking branch in like all these if I can, like if it makes sense. So that brow tine is what got me interested, but is, if there's anything over here on that left side, this to me, oh no. So this was before 624. That's a different deer. 619. You see what I was saying? That that could be the other buck that we were just looking at with yep. a little more growth, but this is before that, so it's not. We'll call the first one on that marsh line. We'll call it buck A. Buck A. This is buck B. This is the second buck we saw out of the card poles. Mm-hmm. See it? We're like, hey, that's, that's... And it's pretty obviously not the same deer. 
Oh, very much, obviously. So that's at uh, noon. If you look at that right there, though, this next picture, I think that might be the same deer. I think so. So that's, that's weird, though. That's eight hours apart. So that's noon. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's getting up to just stretch. Yep. Talk to me about um, talk to me about what you were just telling me on, on the drive over. You are talking to me about staging areas. Because yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what this is. Yeah, so I was um, actually on the heels of what we – figured out yesterday i was just doing some more i was doing some research today and some reading on summer camera tactics and one of the things i came across was honing in on what they call buck staging areas um and typically a buck staging area is defined as like sort of this buffer area in between what you know is bedding and where the food is so it's it's still got decent cover but it's not as dense and tight like where they would bed but it's it's where that it's where the bedding usually opens up and it's still got decent cover but it's still it's like on a, its way to food like a buck would feel comfortable getting up about 1201 yeah. just I mean, he's got good cover he's not going to bed there but that's noon yeah i mean this deer's not going out to feed right sorry i was eating a brownie what do they call them cosmic brownies yep cosmic brownies Get another picture of them. Another picture of them. Now we're on to a different day. 620, 8.04 8, p.m. Real kind of like not clear, blurry. So this was what day? 619, so this was the next day. So the next day at 8 o'clock p.m. Yep. So full day after. So that's, and that, I think that's the same deer. Yep. That one is two days after that. It's hard to tell on I that can't. one. This one. This one's really up close. We're just flipping through these, by the way. So this one's really up close. You can mm-hmm. see it's a, it's, it's a good buck. It's a good velvet buck. There's nothing like a good velvet buck though. Now he he curls around, wraps around the tree. That still to me later. looks like that long brow tine buck. Mm-hmm. <coughs> the long brow tine buck from this camera, not the marsh so, so line. This is going to be a ten point. You can see that he's going to have yep a G three. I'm sorry, a G four. So that's no. So that's G two. That's G three. That's G four. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. G4. It's funny. I've never had to talk about yeah. a G4. <laughs> There's a G4 and you can see it's just about it's just about to like break it's a split. out. Yep. It's either going to become a crab claw or he's going to have a decent G4. On both sides. You can you can obviously tell yeah, that. Yep. That's going to be a good a good 10 point. And then and then that's a No, that's that's the same deer. That's a favorable angle. <laughs> so, we the like we got up and like jumped around we the house. We were like, "Oh!" And this 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 is one of the things that I wrote down in my notes that I wanted to discuss tonight. And this is a this is exactly why this mm-hmm. this picture is the reason why I wrote it down. How deceiving can photos be? Unbelievable. Because yeah. if you look at this buck right here, and you go back one picture and you tell somebody that's the same picture, same deer, just a it'd be giant. difficult for them to believe you. That's going to be a, a Michigan Magnum. Yeah. I mean, on anybody's standards. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I mean, we're sitting here talking about it for somebody listening. I mean, this is going to be a 140-inch deer. Yeah. No yeah. problem. Yeah. No no problem. Like, no problems at all. Take the velvet off and lose 10 pounds. That's going to be a 140-inch deer. Mm-hmm. And I just am not used to seeing 140-inch deer. And that's just. Yeah, that that's, that's the interesting part that all the listeners aren't privy to is, like, I know your hunting history, how hard and committed you've been to trying to kill a big deer. And then to, as it's not a, even just, it's, it's not even a matter of like, I'm going, I, I can't tell you that two years from now, last two years that like I was going out and like, was trying to kill a big giant buck. Mm-hmm. 
I don't. I don't think that's where my mindset was. I just, no, you just really loved it. hunting, and I wanted to kill bucks. Yeah, because I think it's cool. Yeah, but I shot. I don't know how many doe last year. Yeah, the year before that, four. Yeah, the biggest buck I've ever shot with my bow is a four point. Mm-hmm. So when I look at this, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like I have the opportunity to potentially to, see that. Like I don't even know if I would get to pull my bow back on it, but just see it. And people, this ain't him. No, I I don't want to. I don't want. I'll just leave that and there. Then That's not at, him. We're on six twenty two. This is six twenty two, June twenty second. That's a monster. Today's July thirteenth. <sighs> That's That's wow. incredible. Mm-hmm. All right. Now he's doing his little. Now he's rub. doing his thing, and he's. This is this is this it. is cool. Okay, that's him. So one, that one, two, him. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Mm. Nine looks good. Yeah. <laughs> Ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Seventeen. <laughs> 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. 22. Looks good. 23, 24, 25, 26. 26. He's turned around and walking away. 27, he's kind of behind the tree, and now he's gone. So (laughs) this buck was sitting, rubbing his antlers on the licking branch that I specifically placed. It's holding on by a black zip tie. Yep, for nine minutes. For about nine minutes. Just feeling himself out at about six in the morning. Mm -hmm. Just just strutting it. And just, no, let's go back to picture number nine real quick. I'm a big 17 guy. That one's. (laughs) So after we started looking at, after we started looking at that, Mm. You tell me right there. I think we can name this buck curly or something like that, because like his brow tines are curling in. Yeah, but he's gonna split that brow right there. His left brow is definitely gonna split. This is exciting. I mean, this is exciting stuff. He's gonna be a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He's gonna be an eleven point. You got sure. you got to name him something about goalposts. Like that's like, <laughs> like uh, the, the, these brow tines are like they, they go out and out they and swoop back up in. and yeah, and then come back in. Very, very cool. wide, very wide, very cool. Classic mainframe like. If he didn't have that split that's gonna come out of his of his tine, he'd be a he'd of his be brow a, tine. He'd a be a good ten, yeah. Big old ten. Big old ten. I've never seen a deer like that in my life. Honest to God. Like a deer that I knew was like I've never got a trail cam picture of it. I've never came across it in the woods. I've yeah. never pulled bow back. I've never like grunted one close but not got a shot. I've never seen a buck like that. Yeah. Ever. Ever seen one. Ever. Never had one on camera, never nothing. I mean, if we want to talk about the buck that I walked up on, but, like, never. So, at this point yesterday, we're thinking, is that him? Oh, I was, like, that's "That's him. Yeah, that's that's a. That could be him. That's a really good deer. But he he didn't, those those brow tines didn't match his frame last year. No, and that's the the thing is we were, like, oh, the buck from last year, he had similar traits to this one we're looking at right now, but he did not have these pronounced tall brow tines the way that this deer does. And so we were, you know, we didn't think much of it. We thought, you know, maybe okay, a year of growth, maybe he maybe he changed a little. Um 
but that didn't seem to be the case. Which one did you like? You like? I like. Man, look at that one. I mean, just that's an strutting awesome it, too, yeah. just rubbing his antlers up, and you know, just rubbing his antlers up in there and just having a ball. That one. I really like that one. So he's kind of walking away, kind of quartering away, and you can kind of see right down, right almost on top of his antlers through. <laughs> His ti- his tine is as tall as his G one, mm-hmm. two. I mean G two. G two. Yeah, his brow tine is as tall as his G two. Now his G two is gonna keep growing. Oh for sure. I mean it's an inch taller now, but it like it's tall. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna move on. This was a cool photo. This was like yeah, that's awesome. Tons of fawns go through here too. Like I said, it's a social site, so they come through and this it's like a like the doe. I didn't save it, but the doe had lifted up her tail. And was we were like joking, like she's like flashing us or something, you know flashing what I mean? Flashing the camera, yeah. And um, next photo, like she was basically pulling up her tail and letting the fawn come in and milk. Mm-hmm. And the next photo was this, this like we got great picture of this fawn feeding. Like it's pretty cool. That's that's nature for you. That's cool. And then holy cow! So because again, I'm reprocessing all this from yesterday. Yeah. So you go. What day was that? Six twenty-two. That was 622. 622. So in my head when I was driving home yesterday because of the amount of <laughs> the amount of good deer we saw on camera, I was like, okay, which ones do we think are probably the same deer just mm. with a couple days of growth in between or whatever? That's for sure to a different deer because you go from 622 to 623 and it's like, whoa, that's not the same deer. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. I couldn't remember how the dates lined up when I was thinking about it. But now seeing no, that, I know, I know, I know what you mean. Like, because you you start to second guess. You're like, Dude, there can't be all these right. bucks in there, right? Because I was like, well, maybe <laughs> seven days of growth. That that deer could have been that deer. Yeah, but that, those two are not the same deer. No, and no. Neither of those two deer are the marsh line camera buck either. So I'll be honest. So that's with you. three for sure. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I thought the very first one. I'm gonna go. So we're on. Let's just recap. Buck A was the one on the marsh line. The completely first one. The second one that we were talking about right now. No, the, yeah, the, the the second one that we're just fa- finishing talking up about talking about right now. That just walked out of the camera and the mama was feeding. That's Buck B. That's Buck B. Then a day later on six twenty three, Buck B is like on my priority list. Honest to God, Buck A, B, and C should all be on your target <laughs> list, buddy. Let me just say that. But yes, Buck B, Buck B is a Buck B is up there. Buck B, Buck B is on anybody's priority list. Like right there, photo number nine. So, of- folks, the way I would describe it, actually, let's get, let's just, let's go a little bit further. So, so here bam. we go. Bam. I, so, I jumped when I saw this. I was frightened by what I saw. So, the thing that's interesting about this deer is a day later after the, of, after seeing Buck B. Yeah. So, 622, Buck B's in there, shows off 27 photos, just, he's doing his thing, Strutting. right? A day later on 623, you get this photo. This literally looks like a moose. So Wide. Buck B, like we were just saying, it would be, as we can tell right now, is going to be a really good 10-point, and then he's going to split a brow tine, so he may be 11. If he ends up splitting both brows, he'll be a 12-point, right? Mm-hmm. And that that that's, that's a deer I would say is like, that's a target buck. You then go a day later to this picture – He's not. obviously not the same deer and this goes to 
once in a lifetime deer status. Like I'm being serious. You're not gonna ever consistently have deer on camera like this. This is an unbelievable deer. And at this point, this is where we started paying attention to traits, right? And we were like, okay, is that him? No, th- I was for sure on that. Like this, this is he's. <clears throat> if you look, okay, look. Let's so so up. so so the, the Buck B that we got twenty that you got twenty seven photos of that Buck B. Buck B has got a full frame. Like he, he's got a little bit of growing left. Yeah, I mean well, he's, he's gonna grow. He's gonna grow. He's but. gonna shed the. He's gonna shed the velvet. But he, you, you can see he's gonna be an eleven point. Yep. We go to Buck C, the moose. He grew out a lot. He he's he's just he's just starting to go up. Up, yeah, because he's he's cause so he's extremely bulldozer wide. wide. Yeah. Um, like I don't know, I don't know. I've never even had like, like, like how wide do you think that is? Like I don't even have a guess. Because I don't, I've never. Okay, had so, so the deer I shot last year, yeah, fifteen and an eighth inside spread. That deer, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. You think inside spread? I mean, and guess where he's at? Guess what? Guess what? He's his nose is touching that licking branch. The licking branch that the twenty that the other one just showed off at. 27 pictures a day before I, i'm not I, I i'm I'm not trying to sit here and tell you that i like i invented that you this. got it figured out but you're using it. It, it like all i did was i i cut a vine about six foot long and i put it at the height of about where i think a deer's nose would be yeah. maybe a little bit taller so they got to reach you just for zip it. tied up in the tree or would zip you tie that bastard to a, a vertical you know it's it's going up and down that's mm-hmm. it that's it Put a scrape under it, but th- I mean these are proven. Did you do any scent, any anything in Nothing. there? Just no, no. This is, this is a proven crossing transition point that is a social site that I know deer use. It's yeah. just hammered with sign. So, I, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, try it. <laughs> yeah, try the thing, that. The thing that I was thinking about too last night after we're looking at this with you, I know we bought a couple of the same cameras. I've been using this setting where it goes, it does two quick pictures. Mm. And then it does a fifteen second video. Mm. If you if they if he keeps showing up consistently, it would be awesome to do that because if you get a fifteen second video of him like moving around, you're gonna learn more about what that deer looks like versus pictures. I agree. And it's like yeah, I got my most, I got my best nighttime taking camera in there at the moment. Got it, got it. Okay, just from what I've okay. Seen. So 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 a day later after this, Buck B shows off, and we're you know. We're, at this point when we saw Buck B, we started studying the video and the picture of you jumping that other deer from last year because we wanted to see is that him. And we decided, no, I don't think I don't think Buck B is the is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Without unless even unless this? unless some of it yeah. That's we what didn't we, even see it yet. No, we hadn't even seen it yet. We were just like, Well, his brow tines Buck B is the one with the really wide the brow tines that are very far apart, they're very tall, and then they curl back in towards each other. Curly. Yep. That's what we're gonna call him? I don't know. Curly. Curly. They're curly. All right, so so you call them curly. So we we were like, okay, unless, I mean, maybe a year growth does some weird things because we're both relatively new to watching deer grow year over year. Hmm. So we were like, well, maybe a year growth did that to him because I guess it wasn't out of the question that it was him, but we didn't think it was him. Then when we, a day later, on 623, get this picture, hmm. then we start looking at that video again and the screenshot of that deer that you jumped, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit, and we're like, okay, this is him. And the reason I say this is him is because he's ridiculously wide. His brow tines, though, are closer together, and they're not as tall as the other buck. 
and that matches very similarly to the Holy Spirit Buck. That's for sure the Holy Spirit. That's him. Buck C. That's 100% him. There, I, there's no other deer out there that could Because do that. there's another picture coming up here where the way he turns, the way that the G. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> the way that the G uh, 2, 3, and 4 kind of make like this cup almost like i think i think that's the way you would describe it is there's there's some good palmation between g2 3 and 4 and just the way that that kind of scoops and the way that it looks we had a similar angle on the screenshot of the video when you jumped the holy spirit and then that's why i was like that's that buck because it's a year of growth he's wider his tines are going to be taller you know how you often hear people say like oh he blew up from six to seven years old would you consider this being like a blowing up oh yeah I think that he's way I think, wider. I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think he put on three to four inches wider. Then you go to this photo right here. If you were to just get that photo right there, yeah. I, I, I I just clicked to the next photo, folks. If I were to just go to that photo right there or that one right there yeah, and not see this one, you would not think that that was like a booner. No, but fo- that's that's the thing. Photos are incredibly deceiving. Like that that photo, the third photo of this year, yeah. at the same time frame, same nine twenty one on six twenty three. Just a awkward angle. That 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 doesn't look like a trophy deer to me at no, all. No, it looks like a little thing. Right, but holy cow! So that's five days later. So moving on, eight p.m. on six twenty eight. So did we then determine? I'm I'm jogging my own memory here. Did we? So that was six twenty three. Five mm-hmm. days later, on six twenty eight, you get another really good buck picture. And like this one, we can't see anything but like tines. Did we a hundred percent determine that those two are the same deer? I have no idea. The other way, that's I, a lot of growth. I understand. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know. I don't know. See what gives him away on that very very first those, moment? that junk down there. And I don't see it. I do. Right there. Can you zoom in? Yeah, you're right. That's him. So, yeah, he, I mean, in five days, he, A what is that? A lot of growth. That's the G4 and five. Oh, oh, oh. It curled. Okay. So, as it stands, this deer is going to be a one, two, right? Where? This is going to be another one that's going to be. I don't think so. I, I wouldn't count that yet. Dude. Well, he will over here. So yeah, let's say it does over there. No, 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 no. So that's time two, three, four, five, and six. I think. Yeah, but you're for sure have that over here. One, two, three, four, five. It's hard to tell from this angle. It's hard to tangle. Yeah. Let's that get a better time. Is really long. One. One, two, three, four, five. Six, nine, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Was there a different picture later then that gets us confused, I guess? Hang on. Go back one. That one. Yeah. That's going to be another point. That's going to be one, either two. a claw. Oh, yeah, because then this is another how many days after that. So moving forward from. So that was 628. This is 7-2 for sure. It's a quick That's like, walk That's by. Him. It's hard to tell, but it is a quick walk by. One. It's 10 o'clock at night. Going. One, two, three, four, five. I don't know if those two are the same deer. Six. One, two, three. And there's six. his kicker. That's a 12 point. I don't know. That's a 12 point. 
Wow. <laughs> Look at that. One, two, yeah, three, three, four, four five, five, six. six. A little seven, junk. Eight, One, two, three, four, five, six. That's a 12 point with some junk, man. And if he splits a brow, but I don't think he's going to. He won't. I don't think he will. One, two, three, four, five. I don't see the other one over here. Because you can't see the end. Because it's curled one, two, in. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Plus some, plus some junk on the bases. Yeah. You, it's hard to tell because we haven't got a photo where you can see both. Is that the most recent photo you have right there? Um. Wow. Just a. Oh, just a lot of inches of antler. I think that might be my my favorite photo. That one. Uh, maybe not my favorite, but it's the most telling. It gives you a very intimate understanding of what he's going to be. But his his distinction, I mean, he's definitely the biggest deer walking out there. But yeah, he um he's got those kickers on the right side, like some junk, some off the pedicles right there, you know. So look at those brows, and then go back to curly now. Yeah, that's a hundred percent not the same deer. Oh yeah, that's going to be a yeah, that's a that's, that's a, a ten. eleven with that kicker or with the split brow. So I know we're kind of nerding out here, but the uh, that, that might be my favorite one right there, just because it's awesome like, photo. what the like heck a is that? Bulldozer coming through the woods, yeah. <laughs> I I don't even know. Like, it was hard for me to sleep last night, and because everything's starting to come full circle, you feel I could. It's safe it. to say at this point you found him, right? Oh, he's, confirmed. He's, he's living. I was very tentative confirmed. in the late fall, early spring, like with le- not a lot of foliage. Like, where's this deer at? Like, yeah, where's you he? Found him. He's not living down there. It's not thick enough. Like, you found him. He's living. He's living on my property. Yep, he lives there. I mean, he's he's free. You got to make him comfy. Make him stick around. I was a little honestly like we had to go in there yesterday. Devin helped me hang a hang a set in there, and I was like I was kind of stressed out the whole time. Because mm-hmm. I knew, like... But this is before we looked at this camera. You would have been a lot more stressed out if you had looked at this when we went in there, to, before we had gone in there and hang that set. And it was like, with all the other stands, like, we could drive a tractor to it. Mm-hmm. But I, at the very beginning, like, I knew I didn't want to, like... I didn't want to be in there, like, putting in paths. Like, I just wanted to, like, leave this for the deer. I didn't have the opportunity yesterday to drive the tractor in and, like, alarm the deer, like, hey, tractor's something's coming in. Coming in. Yeah. Like, this is ag country, so, like, it's They're not used that... To tractors. Yeah, yeah, it's not that out of the ordinary, but... We we had to talk because we're you're up in the tree and we're like trimming trimming and, and cutting lanes and it's like we, we were we were making human noise in there yeah and big Weed-whacked. bucks don't want to be around yeah. humans that's yeah. just that's the name of the game so <laughs> so that's the trick is now when when does your next picture of him happen that's um, I, honestly I got a little stressed out last night about how like we were in this bed we were we forty were, yards we away were, from where he's living you know, we were fifty to sixty yards from where he sleeps I think mm. yeah so that stressed me out but. I think it's plenty early. That's yeah. why I wanted to get it in. You just but might go a little while without getting another talk picture. Talk to me about the dynamite setup we got in there. Yeah, access is going to be the name of the game on that one. It is where it needs to be. There are perfect winds that exist for you to hunt that spot and kill this deer, but it's going to be hunting it on the perfect wind. So, like, let's put this in there, like, the very corner of the property. Mm-hmm. That's basically where the bedding is. It's in the corner. That's where the back, uh, the buck nest, excuse me, that's where the buck nest is. It's in the, you want to give cardinal directions? Southeast corner of the property. Yep. And then there's this line of 
poplar trees. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Like they're like four or five of them in a row. It looks like they were planted. I don't know if they were, mm-hmm. but it's like a line and they're ginormous, mature poplar trees. Probably 60 to 70 yards off of yeah. what we would call the buck nest. Big, big, big mature trees. Yeah. Big mature trees. It's going way up. I don't know, 100 feet up in the air. Yeah, way up. And I mean, you can't even hug them. They're so big. They're giant, ginormous. And even coming back, so again, in the corner, that's the buck nest coming closer to the house. I guess we would say that's the north. Yeah. Going closer to the house, to the road, there's the poplar trees. And then even further is where this camera is. So, like, all of these photos that we're getting of this buck, he's walking past my set that we basically hung. Mm-hmm. And we, I nerded out today, looked at the wind direction for these past days, like the data historical data you were telling me you've done some research with mm-hmm. this buck is smart yeah he's coming out in daylight when the wind's favorable in his face and he's not coming out until dark like dark yeah until unless when the wind's not favorable exactly yeah exactly but he is i think it's it's pretty predictable because the beans right now and where the feed's at and mm-hmm. the property behind it doesn't have any food but man i mean we could sit here and talk about it a lot but all the gears are are greased and they're spinning and my brain is just like going. You know, the table has been set and the opportunity is there to be had. That's the thing, right? Like it's now it's purely execution. Well, you, you could you could go the rest of the summer without getting a picture of him and I wouldn't have any less confidence in your ability to kill him. Because you in my opinion, we've learned a, we've learned enough with the pictures that you have and the days, the days in between the pictures and the wind, what the wind was doing on those days for you to kill him. Yeah. Now it's execution. So remember the video that we first got when I, I like literally yep. jumped him up. Yep. You kept saying to me, you kept saying to me, like you had this justification of why the deer was like as big as it was. Because of the deer you you just shot last year, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I scored that one. And I w- walk me through that whole justification. Because you kept saying, like, "Oh, that's a like." I don't even know what you said. I said last year. I think I knew it at least went one fifty, and I thought I'd probably go closer to one sixty, and that was only because I had shot a, a pretty decent deer and I had scored it, and it's a math problem. So like, I knew what a fifteen and a half inch wide deer inside spread looked like i could tell from that picture based on scale and you know where it was at relative to his ears and so forth that it was a lot wider than my deer my deer was a mainframe eight with split brow tines and a crab claw on one side but it was a mainframe eight that deer last year was a mainframe 10 Mm. and he was way wider so Mm. my justification for that was okay so you say my deer went 135 you add two extra tines to that deer because it's a mainframe 10 instead of a mainframe eight and say that that makes up another, um, just call it 14 to 16 inches between the two tines saying that they were somewhere between seven and eight inches a piece. Okay. So take 135, add 15 to it. 150. There's 150. And then I was also saying that he was at least four inches wider than my deer so that you had four more four more inches so that's where i was saying i think he went 150 155 last year now he's a mainframe 12 
with a split brow tine, and he's wider than last year. He's a giant. So that that's that's kind of where my justification came from. I mean, what do you think? And I'm definitely for? not an expert. Like I've I've <laughs> I no. shot my first decent deer last year. If you if you think I mean I shouldn't <laughs> say first decent. I shot my first you know deer that I would score last year, and it went like 134 and three eighths or whatever we said. So on the heels of that, like you saw that deer. This is your calculated personal. Yeah, my just my my opinion. Yeah, I mean. If you kill this deer and we score him, I will be shocked if he goes under 160. Shocked. Gross. Gross. Gross score is what I'm talking about, not net. I've never had the opportunity. I am so happy for you because, like I said, I know the sign that it was for Like I I just know where you were at. I know the leap of faith that you took to purchase this property. Mm. I know that, you know, historically, you know, you're reluctant to want to settle down and plant roots. Maybe not reluctant, but it just, you weren't sure what you wanted to do or where you wanted to do it. For sure. And you you took the leap of faith. You trusted God. You've put in your time on public land and and been struggling with, with spots to hunt. And you have at least three different deer on camera now this year, as of July 12th, that that anybody would be tickled to hunt. Dude, I can't even explain. Like, anybody to you. would be tickled to hunt to target even one of those three deer. For sure. Yeah, I I can't even it, it's 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 a blessing. I can't even explain. Like I I feel like like I told you like I feel just knowing that there's these deer out there. Yeah. Like I wake up in the morning and I look out the window and I'm just like this is mine. This is a beautiful day. Yeah. <laughs> this is just a beautiful day out here. Out here so no, I, I don't even, like, this is not about, like, I we just nerded out pretty good, but this is not and about. And to be clear, it's not about the score. No, but we're, it's fun. We're, we're both the type of people, though, that you have to understand, like, we we really like the challenge. It, it really isn't about the trophy on the wall. It's about the challenge and how epic it is to try to hunt a really mature animal that has spent how many years surviving and evading other hunters in this climate, right? Yeah. So, like, it's the, it's the challenge that we're chasing that we like the discipline, the dedication, all those things that it takes to get a deer like that on camera, exactly to to be able to hunt him. Like, that's what we're after. We're not. This isn't a braggadocious podcast, and it certainly isn't you know something like we're trophy hunters and we are only about the antlers. It's mm-hmm. it's about what's required to even have a chance at harvesting that deer. And then you put yourself in the driver's seat and you have a chance to harvest that deer. And the only thing that really matters at that point is did you shoot your bow and are you composed and can you put a an ethical shot on that animal and harvest it? I remember like working on this house. There was a day I remember I I, I want to I talk this, this story through real quick. Yeah. Like – I remember I was underneath the house replacing floor joists mm-hmm. by myself. My dad couldn't be there that day for whatever reason. And like it was a, it was a two man job. But it's like, mm-hmm. hey, I either sit here or I get underneath that house and get it done. And I'm going to get something done today. And I remember being under there and there was like a dead cat next to me. I'm not even kidding you. I remember being under the house and I took a video just so I could like remember it. Like I just remember feeling so defeated of like, what am I doing? Yeah. I remember feeling like, like, what am I doing? Yeah. 
just overwhelmed with like literally the amount the, of stuff that had to have to be to, to, had to get like, done. I was like, I am so in over my head. Yeah. Like I remember feeling like so overwhelmed, but like something like you just said that just like stirred me. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to execute, man. I'm going to execute. I yeah. might not kill this deer, but you bet you I'm going to be perfect. Give it hell. I'm going to be perfect in my approach. Yep. It's going to be thought. Exactly. Through. You, the things that you can control, you're going to control. Dude, I, I'm an executor. Yep. Once I get on something, like I'm going to give it all. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it everything I got. And like that, that house is like such a testament. Like I've never. It's foreshadowing for you killing that deer, dude. <laughs> it is. But I've never felt so like that's by far the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Where like I, I remember multiple times like that where I was like in like over my head. But Defeated. I just, you just keep going. Truck. Keep your head. Put, and keep I know this down might keep sound trucking. stupid to people listening who are not like serious hunters or whatever, but like I'm telling you, this is this is related. Mm-hmm. This is related. Like I'm dedicated to stuff like this, and yep. I'm going to uh, I'm going to have a lot of You're fun. Gonna make this it fall. happen. I'm going to have a lot of fun this fall. You're going to make it happen. I'm I am I am patiently waiting that awaiting that phone call. <sighs> I can't wait. I can't wait for you to. Uh, close the deal that you're working on right now i don't yeah. know if you want to talk about that or not but we don't have to post this if you don't want we we, could, we honestly that might be a whole separate podcast it might be that's like but, a hey you need to come back and listen yeah yeah but i guess teaser i i'm working on acquiring a new house that comes with some property that backs up to my parents property that i already have the privilege of hunting so it's really going to change the way that I can approach and attack a lot of these deer that that I haven't been otherwise able to approach. Yeah. Like a lot of the deer traffic and patterns that I've recognized, um, spots that I would want to go was always owned by somebody else. That specific spot that I have in mind, I'm now going to own. And that is going to change a lot for me, but specifically it's going to change access points. It's going to change... Oh, it's going to be you know, early it's season be versus late season strategy. It's and you change. you kill big deer every year. I don't know how you do it. Every year you kill big deer, and I, I <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been I've been very fortunate. I have killed three really awesome deer off of this property that we're talking about right now. Um, you, you're really starting got, to put the pieces of the puzzle together, like on that in, property. And then if you like, no lines have been signed yet, and I guess it'll be a, like a testament if we do post this or not. If we mm-hmm. do post this. Yeah, then it's a then the deal's deal. gone through. Yeah. We'll just put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, dude, <laughs> that's gonna be a big, big, big thing. It really is big thing. And honestly, because we- you own the whole corner. You and yeah. your pops will own that whole corner, and you're gonna have access. Like you said, you're gonna be able to access. You're gonna be able to access it exactly how you want on any wind, and it's gonna change the way that you're gonna put together a plan, put together a strategy. I think one of the biggest things that it's going to change, it isn't going to change or give me the ability to do anything different, but it's going to change what what other people are allowed to do. Mm. The current owner is doing something very different with that property than I would do if I owned it because I would have the intent of trying to hunt it, right? Like he, he cuts he's wood. driving right through the middle of it with his truck <laughs> and going and cutting wood consistently. That immediately is going to stop as soon as I own it. Because this specific part of the property that I'm talking about is my equivalent of your buck nest. 
and hey, there's no, there's nothing wrong with cutting wood. I, I cut no, wood no, no, no. God, God bless him. But my point is, like, <laughs> exactly. if I, if, if I have other means of heating my house, and I want to optimize my deer hunting, my first thing is going to be stop driving a truck through my buck nest, right? Like, and obviously that's not what I'm going to call it. But my point is, you should. But the, the, the similar um, pattern and sign that we saw mm. in your buck nest, that's I would equate, I would equate it to that. This is where there's a lot of betting that happens, where a lot of buck traffic goes. If you see a buck chasing a doe, they're either going to or coming from this spot. Dude, and I will now own it. I've completely fallen in love with your property after this last year. <laughs> I mean, I really have. You know what I didn't think enough about last year is I did not have a single sit where I didn't see a deer. And it's 100% a yeah. testament to putting that food plot in. Yeah. It really is. I, I mean, yeah, you're maybe, maybe it was a couple work. small does. Maybe it was, you know, little dinks, whatever. Like, I didn't have a sit where I got skunked once. And I hunted probably too much. How should we uh how should we wrap this? This is almost like a teaser to the preseason. Like this isn't even like we're <laughs> we're we're nerding out about this earlier than a lot of other people would. Like I have a guy I here's a good example. I have a guy I work with. That dude leases 900 acres in Iowa. Just a big bow hunter. He killed he's killed several 150 yeah. inch deer in Michigan. And I like I walked up to him today because I was all excited about you know the encounters that we had had last night and that epic card pull and I'm like hey you know hey you got any good bucks on camera yet? he goes <laughs> dude I don't even put out cameras until late August he's like what are you talking about <laughs> I was just like oh never mind oh that's just me <laughs> so yeah oh, okay so we're we're definitely nerding out about this in a way that could be and probably is unparalleled like other people you know probably don't do this but like I said we're we're after something different. We are trying to figure this out and be excellent at it, and and we're trying to not only do it this year, but we're trying to do the same thing next year and the year after that. Like it, we're trying to figure it out in a way where we can consistently kill mature, smart deer. Oh, we haven't we even talked about our Wyoming hunt, dude. Oh, that's a whole other podcast. We drew we drew for we drew, Wyoming mule deer. We drew yep we drew for for Wyoming mule deer this year, which is kind of falls in what some people would call like the uh, October lull in Michigan. It's for, perfect. For it, it was very much purposefully we applied for this yeah, yeah, together yeah. on a party ID to like to go to during hunt that the lull. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's perfect. And yep. it's probably gonna be a lull out there too, but like could be. But we're gonna cover some ground yep. and give it give it everything. So Yep. Wow. Lot lots to, lot to unpack. About, yeah. Well I guess I'm gonna end up by saying here that, uh, like I I said at the beginning, but like I just I want to drive the point home. Like I feel like I'm living a dream, a dream. Like mm-hmm. I I like I had this moment of like overwhelming emotion. The floors were in, the trim was done. Yep. I put it in, like, I had boxes all over my house, dude, like. Eating a ham sandwich in your house. And you wouldn't have wanted even to go in that house. On the couch that we bought off of, like, the marketplace for 20 bucks as a pullout, just for college kind of thing. Like, I'm sitting there, we don't have any furniture, we don't have any countertops, but I'm there with my fiance, Mm -hmm. and we're watching a TV that doesn't have a freaking stand on the ground. And there was deer out in the in the beans. But it was in your house. And I was in my house, and I had a beer in my hand, and I was just like, I felt so unbelievably blessed. And there's like no part of this that I don't think that uh, the big man has like, like I I, I give everything to him. Like and I think this is all 
this is all a gift and I'm trying to be humble about it and trying to be respectful of what mm-hmm. other people have. And I just, I just feel so unbelievably blessed and I'm not trying to brag or anything, but it's just been I cool can't help because, to, but to feel that way. You're, I mean, obviously I feel like we're all blessed, but I've watched you engineer your own dream. Like you took a house and a property that was, I mean, on paper, junk on paper it was junk the house was junk a lot of people would overlook that property in general just because from an aerial view it doesn't look that interesting which that's a whole nother podcast too is how different property can actually be than from from what you think it looks like on on x but but that's been the coolest thing like i've watched you engineer your dream like i've literally watched you buy a terrible house that most people would bulldoze on a piece of property that some people would say eh and you're getting world-class deer on camera. You've redone the house, and you have a beautiful home for, for you and Lex to, to live in. It's just, it's yeah. just it's Dude, blessings, but I, it's also, like, it's execution. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. It's all execution, dude. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. My, my folks always say this to me. They're like, like you, you sure as hell didn't get that from me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Where does like, that come from? Where, where did this dedication come from? Yeah, like, it's drive, I, I, man. I, I don't. I don't know, man. Do you struggle to sit still and not have something going on? You know the answer to yeah. that. Yeah. I don't sit still. Like, yeah. This, like, I honestly, when I started this podcast, like, a long-ass time ago, I'm like, I don't know if I want to start it because you got, you got to sit down for a couple hours. Like, yeah. that was a thought process that I had. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I'll enjoy it long-term because I have to sit around a lot and edit. Yeah. That was truly my thought process. <laughs> All this to say, like, I'm a handy guy. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I've had a lot of help from my parents, mm-hmm. my fiance, yep. brother, yep. you, yep. other friends, and dude, it's just been a journey. Like I, I, I'm, I'm glad it's done. I don't know if I would have done that all again. It worked out perfectly in the time of, of yeah. life. Yep. But like I, like I said, I don't know. I just I can't help but to just sit here and feel like I don't even deserve it. It's so weird. Like I just don't feel like I deserve all. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. I just don't. I feel but very the, but, blessed. But that to that, I would say, I know zero people that would have the dedication to turn that place from what it was into what it is now. So to me, that that I mean, that's why you deserve it, right? Yeah. Well, I I I do appreciate it, man. I just every day it's it's the coolest feeling. I I, I it's the coolest feeling. It is the just the coolest thing. I'm yeah. just so geeked shooting that turkey out there this fall, oh, this spring, dude. I mean, I could have made a list several pages long of things that you were gonna have to do that to that house that you didn't know how to do six months ago, like everything. That's what I'm saying. You'd get you get an opinion from somebody who knew what they were talking about. They'd say, "Oh, you got to do this, this, and this." You're like, "I don't know what that means, but I'll figure out how to do it because I'm not gonna pay somebody else to do it." That's what I respect. Like, you just figure it out. I'll figure it out. Just do it. Yeah, it's funny. Like I look at life like that. Like. If that dude can do it, yeah. Like if that dude, what's he got on me? And I'll, I'm like judging, you know, judging others yeah. during that moment. And I'm sorry, God, like right. But it's not even judging others. Like, it's, it's just it's, confidence in yourself. Yeah. Like if that guy can do it, I can do it. Yeah, yeah. That's just how I looked at it. But that's my closing thought. What do you want to say, Dev? Anything? Anything at all? I'm gonna end it with, it's all execution from here, man. The table has been set. July, baby. We're nerding out in July. July. All right. Over and out. Until next time. See ya.